Welcome to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, a resource for Muslim women to learn about money, how to create it, grow it, and to protect it. Money is easy. All that's needed is the right mindset. I'm your host, Dr. Saima Ali, with life coaching tools to truly help you create wealth in all areas of your life. Hello, welcome to another episode of Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast. And first, couple of announcements. One, this may be my last episode for a little bit. Alhamdulillah, I am 35 weeks pregnant and I just want to dedicate the next month I have with my kids, spending time with them. And then after that, just taking some time to spend, uh, spend it with a new baby. And of course, just healing my body and connecting with myself again. And of course, adjusting to be mama to three little babies, so five and under. So inshallah, just taking some time for myself and my family and just adjusting to the new life. Inshallah, we'll have two December babies and uh, our anniversary is also in December. So a lot of big days in December for us. Now, December was supposed to be goal setting month so learning how to set goals for the next year and uh, then how to work on them and achieve them but i probably won't get to record them and i know i keep saying maybe probably but uh, i haven't decided fully yet but most likely i won't be recording anything until next three to four months and i wanted to do another episode on my goals that i had for 2019 and what happened so 2020 has been a very special year and in one of my financial goals for 2020 was to get all my student loans under 100k and unfortunately this they'll still be around 145k by the time by the end of december and of course lots of things have happened this year and the biggest thing that we all shared was the pandemic so a lot of uncertainty with the pandemic people wanted to hold on to any money that they had not contribute any extra towards expenses or other things and it was a big scary time where your brain is freaking out you don't know what's going to happen and all that and so one of the major things was the pandemic and then the other thing was that by end of april I resigned, I think it was the end of April or beginning of May, I resigned from my other job because I had a conflict with them where I always, I when I finished my training, I wanted to work two to three days per week and then not do any nights, not do any weekends and just be at home, just enjoy my life with my kids, especially now that they're young. But with this job, it was really hard to cut back on the nights and weekends. So they had been trying last year in 2019. I had cut back to four days. But this year, they would not even reduce it back to three days or take away the call or the weekend. I think my major request for them was that I don't want to do the call or the weekend. It was getting very gruesome. But because they couldn't take it, take it away, I ended up resigning from that job. And then within a couple of weeks after I resigned, I found out I was pregnant. And of course, pregnancy during a pandemic was very freaky. And 
one of one of the things with medical jobs is that you can't just leave when you resign so even if you're trying to leave a job you have to usually give either 60 day or 90 day notice for me it was 90 days i believe because my my resignation period ended mid july and uh, so i had to still work in the beginning and then finding a new job it also takes time first you have to find something that fits you but also something that can take a while so even if you get the job it takes about 3 to 4 months just to get the credentialing paperwork done so it doesn't happen right away so my initial thing was that i was going to wait a little bit and see what happens take some time off and the main reason for that was because i didn't think i was going to be able to find a part time neurology position the way i wanted in northern northeast because it's a very saturated area and usually places want you to work full time but alhamdulillah i was able to find something that fit my schedule and one other thing that i wanted to avoid with the commute i did have positions a little bit away from where i am but that would have involved a little bit of a commute and a commute in new york even a 30 minute that's on google can end up being an hour so that's not something i wanted so that worked out but of course it took a while to get all the paperwork done and as i've mentioned in the previous podcast i just started working maybe 2 3 weeks ago so that is happening and then the other thing was you know just rain trying to scare you about what's happening um obviously one of the expenses that went up for us was the cobra so health insurance is really really expensive in the us So health insurance is one of the biggest expenses we have here and that was cobra which was around 2000 per month while we could figure out what to do for health insurance next because my husband has his own job so it ends up being way more cost effective for me to have the health insurance part instead of him getting it through his own business and i think one of the major financial changes that i made or contributions that i changed was not contributing to kids 529 accounts because uh, inshallah we will have some time before they go to college so we still have time for to contribute to that and of course my husband doesn't believe in the stock market so he doesn't do he doesn't do a lot of investments especially when it comes to kids accounts and other things he doesn't think they're worth it he's like he wants to save money in different ways so it's mainly me who's contributing to these type of accounts so that was the main thing that i held back and the other thing we're trying to do is um uh, try to get our wills and estate planning revised now that will have another baby inshallah and our finances are a bit different from where they were 4 or 5 years ago i think the last time we did it was uh, maybe 3 4 years ago with our um last wills and healthcare proxy and everything so that's something else we're trying to accomplish now to get that revised anyways that was a little bit about me and inshallah i hope that you have a really really good new year and we have a new vaccine coming soon and hopefully that it's the end of the pandemic hopefully we have a good effective and safe vaccine for everybody and we could move on with our lives the way we had been before so 
inshallah to a new year, uh, new vaccine, end of pandemic, new beginning. It really feels like a new kind of life. And especially for me, inshallah, new baby, new year, new job, new almost everything. So inshallah, praying for everybody that we all end up you know, getting through this pandemic and being with our babies and our families and just moving on from this year. And uh, that's it. One of the things that we were discussing during the state planning was about death. And I was telling my husband how, like, I never really feared death before. But now with three little kids, like, I really pray that I'm there for them, at least until they're older, when they're able to take care of themselves. So being a mom really changes you about creating more fears. So as we talked about, life is 50-50. So even though it is a lot of happiness and a lot of joy, and then at the same time, it comes with new worries and new all the new worries about them. It's literally like having your heart walk outside of your body. So inshallah, for those of us who are moms, they get to see all their kids grow up and healthy and have a long, good life. All right, inshallah, until next time, hopefully soon, but maybe in three to four months, okay? So we'll talk about the relationship part next. So stay tuned for that. This was just a little bit about me. Anyways, that was a little bit about me. And now I wanted to talk about what we were talking about before, which is relationships. And I mentioned I wanted to talk about something called the manuals in this episode. And I also wanted to talk about self-love, but I don't think I'll have that much time in this episode. So basically, when we have manuals, we have manuals for ourselves and we have manuals for other people. This is basically what our brain tells us, how we want others to behave so that we can feel better so the other person should do this or that you know take out the trash buy flowers compliment and that is going to make us feel better and of course when we are depending on another person for how we feel we are going into emotional childhood as we discussed in the last episode and we don't only have manuals for other people, but we also have manuals for ourselves. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of expectations of ourselves. So we want us to do certain things, you know, wake up by certain time, exercise number of days in a week, you know, whatever tasks that we, we think will make us better, we expect that of us. And if we don't do it, if we don't exercise, if we don't eat right, if we eat sugar that we think we should not, then we end up really beating ourselves up and really feeling bad about it. That how can you do that when you know you should not be doing it? And in terms of manuals, I wanted to talk more about in in a marriage situation. So, you know, it's like how our husbands should behave so that it'll make us feel better. So it's so funny. So me and my husband, we have weekly kind of business type of meetings where we discuss what we're doing, you know, in terms of business, like 
are all our documents in order? Is something that needs to get done? Is that getting done? And last week, he just asked, he's like, you know, we should make a list of what our expectations are of each other. It's like, what, what, what will make you happy that I could do? So it was really interesting that I was working on this concept and he, he doesn't know I was working on this concept. He doesn't listen to my podcast or anything that he just asked, asked it out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, you know, the life coach I follow, like with Cecile, she, she, she talks about this concept. Um, she calls it the manual. But anyway, he wanted me to come up with a list. So I did, I did make a list for him. So some of the things that were on the list were, you know, he should come home on time and he should call if he's going to be late and he should discuss with me before making any plans. A lot of times, so he forgets or whatever. So he, he'll, his friends will make a plan, even if it's like family plans many times. So it's like many times, okay, we're going to gather together as family and he won't even remember or tell me till like an hour before or two hours before, oh, we're invited here, you know, we should go. So. It just gives him that he has to share that stuff with me. So discuss making discuss with me before making any plans, and then compliment more often. He should buy me flowers on a weekly basis, and we should have a weekly date night, which most of the times we do, but sometimes it's like falls through. And then we should have a weekly family movie night. So this is when we sit with our kids and we just watch a movie all together at nighttime. And then remember birthday, birthdays and anniversaries. He actually does remember them. But still, he, I guess he doesn't show up as I would want him to show up. So, uh, but he knew the date. He knew the dates. And a lot of times I remind him before too, like, oh, by the way, you know, our anniversary is coming next week. So this was kind of a reminder for him that, hey, our anniversary is coming in a week, December 5th. So I kind of have to like tell him. Now, so we can have manuals for other people, right? So we want them to behave in a certain way, do certain things for us. But the problem is that people are not good at following manuals. People don't like following manuals. They can forget or they just don't want to do certain things. And the problem comes in, and this is where a lot of therapy falls into as well, like usually when you go to counseling or therapy, the therapist will tell you that, oh, you know, your partner A should tell what their needs are to partner B, and then you should try to fulfill each other's needs, and that's what's going to make you happy. But it actually ends up driving us apart. Like, so the goal is that, okay, if you do this for me, then I'm going to feel happy. And once I'm feeling happy, it's going to create more connection between us and we're going to have a better life together. That's what our brain thinks is going to happen. But one, even when people follow our manuals, they may not do it perfectly as our brain wants them to do it. So let's say I want him to buy weekly flowers, but he may get flowers that I don't really like, or maybe I'm having a bad day and I don't expect it. Like last week he bought me flowers and I was like, Oh, so you've got COVID flowers. <laughs> and he was like laughing at it. He's like, I, I knew you were going to say that. And, uh, you know, it's just like whatever is going through our brain at the time, we can say those things that come out, which will probably not sound right or good or appreciative. 
So other people don't always do the things that we want them to do the way we want them to do. And so that's the biggest thing. And then, of course, they may not do it, right? They may not want to do it. So this whole week, he is saying pickleball. So they are, they got this, you know, holiday week or something, and that's what they're doing um, with limited group of people that they hang out with. And that's what's happening. So we're not going to have a movie night and we're not going to have a date night. And then this week, he did not have his manual or his expectations of me written down, even though he said, oh, my, you know, my, he expected me to have it. So, I, and obviously I did, but his uh, response was, oh, this week is supposed to be your turn and next week will be mine, even though you were both have, supposed to have it done this week. So other people will not, you know, do it right or they'll forget and they won't do it. So the problem that ends up happening is that we, our emotions are dependent when we have these manuals. We want them to do these things and then tell them, you know, then basically our emotions are dependent on them, on them, as we talked about last week with emotional childhood, that if they do these things, then we'll feel happy. And if they don't do these things, then we'll feel miserable and sad. So. This is when we end up giving all of our power, all of our control to the other person. Now, if they don't fulfill it, then we're going to feel sad and we're going to disconnect from them and we're just going to create more problems in our relationships. And the other thing that comes with manuals is that your partner is not being who they are. Like they're trying to be this other person that they may not be. So let's say one of the things that comes up is if a husband has an expectation that his wife should always cook or be at home and do all these things, and the wife has her own career and she doesn't like cooking and she's going to order out or something, then that creates problems. Now, instead of having a healthy, happy relationship, they're arguing about these things and that's hurting the whole relationship that they have together. So with adults, it, it becomes very hard to have expectations of them, especially when our emotions are dependent on it, because then we're going to end up blaming them for how we feel. Like, okay, why are you going out every night this week and playing when we should be having a movie night with the kids or we should be having our date nights? Like those are the things that we put on, on our agenda and those are the things that we need to be doing. So why is this changing now? So this way, you know, I'm feeling bad. I'm relying on him for my emotions and he's not following my emotional. And, and even if he, let's say he, you know, doesn't do what he wants to do, which is go and play outside, then he's probably not going to be there all himself, right? He's going to have some resentment, like, you know, I have to be here when I want to be playing outside. So it creates more disconnect. So the opposite of having manuals is really allowing others to be who they are. And this way, we really get to experience who they are as their real authentic self. And the opposite actually happens. We think, you know, we're going to be miserable, we're going to feel bad, but we, our emotions are not hanging on them, on hanging on our expectations of them. So when our feelings are hanging up on their expectations, then we, 
you feel sad, you feel bad, and you lose up all that power. And, you know, so we can still have the expectations that, okay, I want him to buy me weekly flowers, but I'm not going to be dependent on that to feel happy or sad if it does or doesn't happen. And uh, so that kind of helps. Now, the other thing is that we usually do have rules and expectations of our employees if we are a business owner and of our kids who are growing up. And the best thing to do is basically the same thing. You can have those rules for them, but don't tie your emotion, emotional life into it. So you can have a rule that your child has to be at home by 10 o'clock or, you know, or they have to clean their room and they have to do these other things. And if they do not, then what the consequence will be that they won't get their iPad for a week or whatever it is. So we can make those rules and follow with our consequences, but not feel upset or, you know, happy when they do those things and just show up as a loving parent for them. So our manuals for others actually make us feel horrible because others will not always follow our manual. They're going to be who they are. And it's really hard to try to follow somebody else's manual and try to be who they want you to be. And we don't like doing it. So obviously our partners, other people don't like doing it either. Most of the time, what we're seeking is acceptance and love and connection and approval from others. And when we are depending on others for all this, then we are in the emotional childhood that we talked about in the last episode, and we are miserable. We're not happy. We are dependent on somebody else to make us happy or to make us um, feel better. And that never works. But the thing to remember is that all of our feelings are caused by our thoughts. Other people cannot make us feel loved. They cannot make us feel more connected. They cannot show us more acceptance unless we show all that to ourselves. And as I mentioned, like we have manuals for ourselves and the way they show up is that, okay, I'm going to love myself and I'm going to prove of myself if I do this, this or this. And if I don't do it, then I think I'm not worthy of love and I shouldn't, you know, I beat myself up and I cry about it. And which is the opposite of really accepting ourselves and loving ourselves unconditionally. And whenever we want the instant connection with somebody, whenever we want them to do this right now so that we can feel better, we actually end up losing bits and pieces of that relationship. And we have to think about it in the long term. What exactly do we want in the long term? So for me, I want to, yeah, I want our kids to grow up with two parents household. And when we are old, I want to grow grow old with somebody, and we are together and looking at the sunset or something like that. So the long term goal sometimes you have to look at and not be so connected or not be so dependent on what you want in the short short term. And obviously, relationships are not guaranteed with other people. Things can happen. Things can break and fall apart. But we can decide from a conscious decision as a like as an intentional decision to move on and still love the person we were with instead of hating them and resenting them and making them the reason for our misery. 
So that's all I had for today. And I hope you have a wonderful new year. I hope we have a safe and effective vaccine soon. Um, hopefully within the next month or two, a lot of good news coming from there. And I pray that this pandemic is behind us and we have a wonderful new year and wonderful new 2021 and a new start for all of us. Okay, inshallah, until next time, hopefully within three, four months, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye.